Welcome back to Sell Me, the podcast that'll help you make decisions. I am your host, Preston Knight, and I uh, got a little bit different of a show here. I actually couldn't get a teacher on the show this week because everybody's apparently insanely busy for this week. But I have a friend of mine, Alexis Blanchard. She is a graduate in marketing, and uh, she's actually doing marketing. So that's that's different. But uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm glad you could do this in a pinch because I had really no idea what I was going to do. So might as well talk to someone who's gone through the whole process, right? <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me. So you actually from start to finish did marketing. Like you you came to school and were like, I'm gonna do marketing, did your however many years of marketing and then now you're doing marketing. Yeah. How yeah. did you decide that you were gonna do marketing? Like as a high schooler even? Um so in high at my high school we're required to do this project called junior transition. So we do it every junior class does it. And what you have to do is you have to shadow someone for at least six hours in a field that you're interested in. So I was really interested in sports photography. I was doing a lot of sports photography for our sport, like for our athletic teams in high school. Did, and did you have the big camera? I did. Like the like the six foot like, long camera on the mono yeah, thing? Yeah. My photography teacher in high school was like he was awesome so he really helped out and like let me use a lot of this stuff that's it and then also a really good family friend um whose son is my little sister's age she had the equipment as well and she's really teaching about it so that was like my goal i wanted to be in sports photography but especially for like uh like x games olympics winter olympics and like the detour and stuff so uh way back when when I was in high school, my home mountain, Killington in Vermont, right. they hosted the Dew Tour. So it was Breckenridge, Killington, and I think Snowmass. Yeah, so Aspen I, Snowmass. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those were the three places, but now it's all at Breckenridge. Yeah. But it's been there for like like six years straight or something like that, or probably even longer. Yeah, it's yeah, it stopped going to Killington probably like my senior year of high school. So I think that was like the last year or so. Yeah, like five probably, years yeah, or so. Yeah, five years, something like that. And so I sh just like looked up photographers in my hometown in Woodstock and I found one. His name is Justin Cash. And he took me out to the Dew Tour. We were out there for like 12 hours just shooting on slope style, um, women's and the men's super pipe and the men's super pipe finals is like the biggest event so we were out there doing a lot of that stuff and um i got one of my i got two photos published by killington in their magazine so what? i was like wow this is like exactly what i want to do super pipe's like super hard to shoot because like they're just shooting out of the pipe like yeah ran randomly That's, yeah. i mean not completely randomly but no, like but you gotta still. catch them like mid flip and yeah, you don't know I, where like, they're gonna come out essentially yeah and like do it at their highest peak yeah. and like you know if they hit seven feet you have to hit it at like 7.01 and so it was really cool he taught me a lot and it was just like a really great experience and I was like oh my gosh Justin this is like what I want to do and he was like don't go to school for photography and really? don't go to school for filmography yeah he was like he straight up told you like don't yeah. do it he said don't do it because Did he have a reason yeah he was saying that like when you go to school for that, you're so limited. And what he wishes that he uh, did was he didn't even go to school for photography. He went for, like, political science. But then he just, like, picked up the hobby and, like, went literally approached Killington and was like, I want to do this. And then he did wedding photography in the summertime. Right. But he was like, if you're going to go to school, go to school for marketing or management or both. Or both. Yeah. So he was just like... You want to learn how to market yourself as a photographer and you have to manage your own practice. So that was his biggest suggestion. And he was like, even if you don't end up being a photographer, you'll have those skills and like in empl other employment, you'll have the skills to like learn how to market yourself and like what are the most successful ways of doing that. And so I was like, OK, I'll go to college for marketing and management. And so then I ended up going to MSU for marketing and management and then I wasn't interested in management like at all I, I felt like I could do those things like through experience following right. others so and that's the thing I'm also super interested to figure out like talking to teachers like what's 
what is management? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what it is. Yeah. It, like, to me, management is, like, just delegate. Yeah. And, like, I also feel like it comes with experience. Pretty much. And, like, like yeah, what I've learned in, like, real world is that, like, you learn how to be a manager by your managers who, like, you're, like, you're pretty vocal in saying I would like to be a managing position like someday and they're like okay like I'll get you there like yeah, I'll, I'll just, help you we'll just, head, we'll just climb the ladder and we'll yeah, get there eventually exactly so right. then I and I had recognized that so I was like and maybe I was being stereotypical about it but then I was just like it's going to be an extra semester of college so I just you rather, like, nah, yeah not I had to four do that. years to finish school with my scholarships so okay. I was ready to go four years and so I stuck with marketing and graduated marketing. In straight up four years? Yep. Man. I actually finished my degree in three and a half years, but my scholarships were four years. So, so you just knocked out an extra semester for funsies? I went to I went abroad. Oh. Yeah. Oh, where'd you go? I lived in Spain. I remember that. Yeah. I remember Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Would you recommend study abroad to like anybody now that you've done it? I would recommend studying abroad to anybody now that I've done it. Definitely. Right. My, my mom actually did semester at sea. Okay. So, and, oh. I, and then I have another friend that did semester at sea and they both are like, if you have the chance, like get, yeah, get going, go that, do that. Cause it's, it's insane. Yeah. That's it's why so much like, fun. Yeah. That's why I kind of like hesitate. Cause like some people do it to kind of just like mess around yeah have like I, an off semester yeah and i get that like i'm not saying i was an angel in spain but right. um i definitely like told myself like if i'm going to spain like i'm living with a spanish family i'm speaking no english really yeah so i live you get fluent in like four four months yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I've lost a lot of it, though. Like, but when I first came back to the U.S., I was, like, instead of saying and, I would say e. And instead yeah. of saying but, I would say pero, like, all the time. And it was just, like... That's kind of cool, though. It was really funny. I kind of had something like that, because I went to Uganda twice. Oh, cool. Uh, in high school. And they would say, like, they, like yes, or... or uh, yeah, yes is is a. Eh. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, yeah, yes, or like I'm listening, mm-hmm. pretty much. So if you're like, mm-hmm, 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 when you're listening to somebody like in America, right? They would just be like, eh, eh, eh. and I did that for like two months. Yeah, both times. So there was there was four months of my life where I'm acknowledging someone in. <laughs> In Ugandan language, yeah, like a rural Ugandan language, and I was like, I'd come back like, what am I doing? Yeah, I this was, is weird. I was the same way. I was, I was like, when I first came back, my roommates first like asked me all these questions and stuff, and I was like trying to like say a word in English, but I just couldn't remember what it was, and I was like yelling it in Spanish. I was like, you like know you what have I'm to saying? understand what I'm saying, but I have no idea how to say it yeah. in my actual language. Yeah, it was cool. Um, a lot of people don't go to abroad for those reasons. They go to abroad to mess around or to travel too, which is yeah, awesome. To just and have a semester like not caring. Yeah, yeah, not in not in the United States. Yeah, exactly. So. I so had you, got, to, you got something extra out of it, though. Yeah, I definitely was strict on myself, and That's I was good. in school with some other Americans too. So, and they were like, you know, after those things, but like, I was like, uh, no, we really like. Luckily, my roommate and I, we were both like, nope, we're speaking Spanish. Like, we were both American, but even in our like we had like our bedrooms were right next to each other. Right. Even when we were like at home or at school, we would speak Spanish just because. That was our objective of going, like, really was to master the language. And I was able to. It was, like, a lot cheaper for me to go to Spain than it was for me to go to MSU. So, okay. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Isn't, like, education everywhere else in the world is cheaper than here? Yeah, it was, like, literally 18 grand cheaper for me to go to Spain. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's out of control. Yeah. So, you learn Spanish in Spain. Did you want to learn Spanish before going to Spain? Yeah, I did study Spanish, and I had a minor in Spanish when I entered MSU. But then MSU changed the curriculum, so it was no longer Spanish language and literature. It was just Hispanic studies. So it was just, like, history and stuff like that? and I was like, I don't want to learn about Christopher Columbus again 
just in Spanish. So it was good exposure yeah. to like read books and like get the audio of it, but I wasn't speaking it in class. I was never writing it. It was just, I was just setting myself up for failure at that point because I, I wasn't like, I wasn't really growing in the language. And then my, like my stepdad, he's from the Dominican. And so he came from the Dominican to New York and to the US, him and his parents. Right. And so they were like, the only way you're gonna do this is like the only way you're gonna master Spanish, like no matter how much they talk to me at home in Spanish, I had to live in it. And it was true, I had to hear the news, I had to go to a restaurant, I had to go to the store, I had to walk on the streets. Yeah, I it had, had to be forced upon you essentially. Yeah. Like you had to speak it or else you yeah. weren't gonna get anything that you needed. Yeah, and the thing with Spain, what's really cool is like, so you know how there's like the seven sins of like envy and guilt and right. pride? Yeah. Well, they call the Spaniards like their top like seventh sin or their their top sin out of all seven is pride. So my my Spanish brother, he was he's like three years younger than me. And he like he lives with American students. So you'd think that he would want to speak English and right. learn English just like we're trying to learn Spanish. And his the Spanish pride is like, no, I will not show you that I can mess up. I will not apologize. Like, they're, like, the most loving people, but at the same time, they're, like, I will not show you that I, like, I, I will fail. So, my host mom, she would, like, she would ask us, like, like, in Spanish, she would ask us, what's an orange? And we would say, like, and she would say that in Spanish, and we would say orange. And then she would be, like, I can't, I don't know how to, like, you know, that's it. Pretty much it. But so it was really interesting to literally be forced to speak Spanish. Like my host mom and my Spanish brother and my Spanish sister just only spoke Spanish. That's awesome. It was awesome. That is super I recommend sweet. It to everybody. I, if you can. I really wanted to, but now I don't have time because I'm yeah. trying to graduate this semester. Exactly. Also, don't stress you out about it. Don't stress out about it. Like, yeah. you'll get an opportunity. I mean, for I'm sure. going on seven years of school, so, you know, <laughs> gotta, gotta get up out of here. But I really wish I did. My my parents were definitely telling me to to try and go abroad. Yeah. Like, if I didn't know what to do, they're like, why don't you just go abroad? And I almost went to, almost actually delayed my graduation to go to New Zealand. Oh, cool. Uh, New Zealand and Australia to do to do um, environmental marketing or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or I don't, know, I don't know what it was. It's the it's MSU New Zealand trip yeah. that deal. And it sounded cool, but I was like, I should just graduate. Yeah. And quit stressing myself out because that's what school does to me. Yeah, it did it to me too. And then... I didn't start school, so I graduated in 2013, but I got really, like, sick. My I had, like, cysts in my throat, and so I had to get surgery. Cysts in your throat? Yeah, so they were like, you can't go to MSU. So I deferred that fall. So I started in January 2014, but I was still, like, so cooped up with my friends from back home, and I was like, I'm going to graduate when all my friends do, even though, like, none of them graduate. Some of them are still in college, so it's like, I don't know why I did that to myself. But then, like... I, so I sped up. I was like a freshman first semester and then uh, just literally like chucked out school. So that's why I finished in three, did three and do, a half did years. Did you do a ton of credits? Yeah. Like, Were you 18 like, plus? Like 19 credits a semester. Between 17 and 19. Like every year? Yeah. Every semester? And, and then like I realized I only had like three credits left. So then that's why I went abroad. Right. And then I came back and because of like how um, like you can only take certain classes in the spring and you need those in order to take these classes yeah. in the fall. Like those last two semesters, I didn't have as many credits because I had to like delegate them right. in order to be a full-time student because I had to be a full-time student. For your so, scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to take some extra classes to kind of like fill in the bubbles. But um, so yeah, so I made it work. And finished in four years, but... That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, totally <laughs> dominates the whole idea that I threw out in that intro <laughs> podcast. So I was like, yeah, it's never a straight line, you know? You're going to go do all these other things, and you might not do it even after school, but, you know, 
destroyed, debunked, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. I'm a rare case. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, that's when I realized, like, my friends were like, my roommates, they were like, why are you rushing college? And I was like, uh, I wanted to graduate with my friends from I back home. I wish I graduated. But. Three years ago. That'd be sick. Two yeah, years ago. Whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Everyone has a reason why. Yeah, I mean, I learned some cool stuff. But, uh. So while you're going through the marketing program, um, were there any standout classes? Uh, like ones that ones were that, like, like really you, tough, or that ones really that I take away from you me. really enjoyed, or that you wish that you never did, never ever had to do ever again, or would recommend everybody take, or you know anything, anything along those lines. Okay, stand out. Okay, yeah. So, uh, marketing research, IMC, and consumer behavior were like. I, top. Those are three. I took all of those last semester. Yeah, I took all... Like, most people take them all in the same semester. Right. I took all three of them at the same time, and it was hard, but it was awesome. Right. And then probably one of my, like, most meaningless classes was sales and sales management. I love that class. I did not like that was, class. That was my jam. Uh, did, uh, yeah, no. No? Not a salesperson? <laughs> I was in sales, too, like, right after college, so... I just felt like I learned sales as I heard my, like, heard my calls and stuff, you know? Like, right. I didn't take anything away from that class, and that was literally, like, my last class I took in college. Really? And, yeah, it was during my last semester, and I went into sales right afterwards. So, like, two weeks later, after you graduating, doing it. I was doing sales, and I was like... Did you I, take anything, like, from the class, though? Nothing. Did you read The Seven Habits? Yeah, I read... That book is insane. It's so good. Yeah, I have it, and I have it bookmarked and everything. I brought it to work and stuff, but I realized, like, I was just listening to my phone calls at work and, like, like our recordings, and just reflecting on myself. I'm, like, after every call, I was like, what did I do really well? Why did I get a conversion? Why didn't I get a conversion? Um, and those kinds of things. And so, uh... Like after it, I was like, oh, man, I really wish I did that in my final sales project. And those what did you have to do for your final sales project? We had to, like, find two competing companies. Or first, we had to, like, interview, like, an actual company. So right. I did Taco Montes and my my uh, stepdad's company. And then Taco Montes was just so successful. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do you. So I'm going to do my stepdad's company, which right. is, like, they really needed help with sales. And so then I was like, I had to find a product that could solve the issue, which was like generating revenue. Right. And that's what sales are for. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the main goal. So I, um, so yeah, so I had to pick like two products that would help achieve that goal and then sell, like sell them, like would like sell the one I preferred or one that I thought was the easiest sale. So mine was like Salesforce and Marketo. See, I did. My, my final sales project was on Salesforce. Oh, uh, yeah. And see, I, I, thought it was, I thought that was super awesome. At least like the group I had was super into Salesforce and we all kind of want to do sales. Oh. So we, we chose Salesforce and like actually like took stuff out of it as like why Salesforce is dope. And I don't even know what Marketo is. Yeah. But that's that's what you do now. Yeah. You do Marketo, so yeah. boom, segue. What is Marketo? Uh, Marketo is a marketing automation system. So companies buy a subscription, essentially, just like they do in Salesforce. Right. Salesforce focuses on, um, on like a capacity, if that makes sense. So Salesforce, so like let's say you have like, I don't know, five hundred thousand of a database, of like prospects and a database at right. Salesforce that's what they sell it on so like it goes in like those type of tiers um, so like you either have like 250,000 or 500,000 500,000 is more capacity so that's done that's gonna cost more and it just goes up like you know kind of like a car like limited right. versus like standard right um, so Marketo instead of it actually works really well with Salesforce and so we use them both um, I do use them both, um, but we don't, we don't, we, Marketo just naturally has programmed itself and same with Salesforce to go together really well. So like I can sync up my, 
I can sync up my database on Marketo to my Salesforce or to a client's Salesforce, Whoa. which is really cool. That's insane. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. So like I can tell, so like kind of what Marketo is, it's like they base their product on how many impressions do they have? So can you impress on 100,000 people and versus 250,000 or 350,000, et cetera? So your subscription price goes up based on how many impressions they have. So we deal with some clients, um, some really big ones, and then like Indeed and Facebook. And so- That's awesome. Yeah, so I work with Indeed a lot. I'm still in training, but um, so what I and that's do, a that's at Elixir. Yeah. Or yes. was Elixir? What's it now? What is it now? Yeah. So it was acquired in October by a large company called Proficient. Proficient. Digital. That's what it is. I keep forgetting. Yeah. So well, it's not even a word, but but they have Proficient, and then um, there's a segment off of Proficient called Proficient Digital, and that's what we do because we're only digital marketing. Right. So what I so what Marketo does with Elixir, or formerly known as Elixir, right. is that we have clients and they, so there's different pillars. There's the account management pillar, a product management pillar, and then it's called a SME or a subject matter expert. They call it SME? Yeah. That's a, that's a position? Yeah. You're a, are you a SME? I'm a SME. You're a SME. Yeah. So that sounds like something I like despicable me. <laughs> like something I'm a minion would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. It stands for uh, SME, uh, subject matter expert. So what I am is I'm master Marketo. I know the ins and outs of Marketo. I know exactly what it does. I know exactly how to operate it. The account management is the one who talks a lot with the client saying, hey, like the client will say like, hey, I want to have a webinar every spring. So then they're like, okay, the, this is what we're going to do. We're going to forward that project to the project management team. Then they kind of delegate, okay, it's going to be this we're gonna need this amount of time. You're gonna need this type of database. Um, we're gonna have these different tasks, and this is what's gonna cost. So then the client then does an SOW, and Which, what, is, what is that? I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it stands for, but an SOW. SOW. Um, I have not got nothing. I know, and they've told me so many times, but I'm drinking probably, out of a fire hose. Though. Yeah, if you're in so, training, you're probably just getting the whole book thrown at you. Yeah, literally drinking out of a fire hose. So pretty much what the SOW is like uh, saying that I I agree to this price and I'll pay this much and we'll do this project. So that's what the project manager has. The account manager provides it to the client. They say, yes, let's go. So then they get everything approved. And then what I do is my project management team like delegates the different tasks of one project and then I do it. So if that's creating a webinar, um, email sends. And then how, where Salesforce comes in is like, Marketo and Salesforce have really mastered this, but we, um, so like you can sync up your Salesforce account to your Marketo account and so then like, let's say in my webinar, I have like a campaign and it says for people who attended, if you attended my webinar, I send you an email saying, thanks for attending. Like you can download our webinar on demand, send it to your friends, sign up for our newsletter, those kinds of things. So Is like, that totally automated? Yeah. Because Salesforce, I know Salesforce does like completely automated stuff or is that the Marketo side? This is the Marketo side. What? So where Salesforce will come in is we'll say, hey, if they attended this webinar, we're going to... You're going to target them for right. like promotional stuff. Right. So we'll say like change their program status. So like change their campaign status to attended. Send them this email that says all that good stuff like thanks for attending. Download our webinar on demand. Please sign up for our newsletter or subscribe to our newsletter or whatever it is and then we can after that step we'll say like send an alert to the sales owner of this campaign and then also send them a ta what we call it what salesforce calls it tasks mm -hmm. so like it's saying like hey so then the sales owner will get an email saying hey this person or this amount of people attended the webinar like 
this could be a hot lead. Let's do some more research on that. Right, them. and there's so, a whole like lead section yeah. in Salesforce. So the, yeah, and so that's when it's that nice transition into Salesforce and the sales owner can really execute on their prospects and really see like who's gonna be the hot lead, who's not gonna be hot lead, and then eventually close sales. That is insane, that's deep. And it happens like. Like instantly? Instantly, like immediately in nanoseconds it signs like it registers it goes them like both programs yeah that's like i just listed four steps yeah like pretty of, serious steps yeah and it mm-hmm. takes like a second less than that that's ridiculous i know that's really cool yeah how did you get in how did you even think like this is what i wanted to do like after going through the marketing program and like writing imc plans and all that nonsense which we need to talk about because Apparently, it was the real deal. But, like, how do you go through the marketing program? And we we don't really do a ton of, like, CRM stuff or, like, software-based stuff. Yeah. And how did, how did that become the thing that you wanted to do and be a Marketo expert? Yeah, so I was in AMA, and so... American Marketing Association. I yeah. should know this because I got asked to join like 65 times. But <laughs> Yeah, definitely that. Uh, so I joined there and then that's where we were like in contact with Elixir so much. Right. I was learning about more what they do and how it was pretty much wizardry, but it was so successful and it continues to be successful. Like Marketo is just acquired by Adobe now. So what? Yeah. So that's huge. It's a huge deal. So Marketo Summit this year is like going to be Adobe. So, which is really cool. That's so dope. Yeah. So now we're working with Adobe a lot. So that's really cool. Um, because like we use Photoshop and those kinds of things to do, uh, like templates. So we have like certain templates for our clients. And so, um, so yeah, so how I like, so I was like in coinciding with Elixir so much and I was just so inspired. I was like, wow, you guys are literally doing all of this back work that people like tend to ignore. That yeah, like nobody knows about. Yeah. However, like marketing teams for companies, they, they like, that's like a huge part of like how they're successful so like you know like even though like i typically ignore my spam email like or not really spam email but if i like have a subscription i have a folder for it and it's like promotions so yeah and, like, like it's all set up like, yeah gmail yeah yeah all the tabs across the top yeah, yeah so it's like really cool that that happens and like but i was just like wow like this is something i could and elixir is just so awesome like you can go in any different direction so my huge after doing imc marketing research i was like and consumer behavior i wanted to do research i wanted to be a little statistic nerd oh man those go together so well now that i think about it yeah i never thought about it while i was in it i was like i hate school i want i don't want to be doing this especially I, yeah. imc yeah and i told van steeberg straight to his face that that class sucked <laughs> but it was also insanely good but like now that I'm thinking about it, like you take you take marketing research, and that's how you gather all of your your data, and then consumer behavior is how people are going to react to all this data that you just gathered, and then you put Boom, all of that plan. straight into the IMC plan, and then you have this baller hundred page thing that blows the socks off your client yeah exactly so that's that what i wanted nuts. to do so you just you just blew my mind and i like <laughs> i don't even know why it's blowing my mind because i should know better by now but yeah so elixir allows us to do that elixir is like it's so good with growth and accommodating people's interests it even takes personality tests and so you can see like where are your strengths yeah so like wait like for you or for everyone so like ironically like i was so intrigued with data and statistics and there's two people on our data team and i have the same traits as them i have the same leading traits same traits and same uh what we call colors and those colors demonstrate different things yeah so like there's four colors there's red and that's when you're really assertive and straightforward yeah and then there's yellow and that they call them sunshine yellows and you're so bubbly and social okay. and so I'm, I'm straight up sunshine yellow and uh, yeah uh, that that makes sense and then there's white and that is you have a lot of feelings <laughs> long story short and then blue is when you're very analytical so my strongest color is blue and right. then uh yellow is a close second yeah yellow is like 
right is like tied with it and then green is like two percent lower and then i have almost like no red at all so Hmm. so uh and so did the data team and i was like oh my gosh like i want to be on the data team i want to be a little statistic nerd like i so all this stuff type stuff so elixir really um i knew that the growth was there i knew that i want i could pursue marketing research um in like a more not practical but uh obvious i guess like yeah, marketing that class research was that, not obvious yeah to the, me my, i didn't really know what was going on yeah in that and, class and like when we have to do all like the surveys and stuff did and you like, do spss too yeah yeah so i, I still don't understand spss i'm literally a wizard with it now so it's really you use it i wish i used it but no we don't use it oh but my god ironically qualtrics that company yeah yeah so that's one of our clients which is qualtrics kind of, is your client yeah what Qualtrics yeah. is is awesome. It is. I actually really like Qualtrics. It's super easy to use. Yeah. And you can you can break it up exactly how you want it, and really focus on what you want to get out of the survey. And yeah. you now you make these surveys, and they're and you're amazing at it. I'm assuming. I'm not amazing at. It. I have a lot to learn. But, but you're probably way a, better than I am. I've used it one time. I have a great team and like. Elixir themselves, they prepare us so well for Marketo and prepare us really well to like master this. And like with my job, part of my job is what we call scoping. And so let's say we're in the middle of a campaign or doing some type of project for a client and they leave it up to us to be like, oh, hey, like I was writing this email. I think that we could totally make it more user-friendly, more Like attractive, probably attractive too. Like attractive people actually look at it. Template, yeah. And so then the account manager's like, great, I'm going to go talk to my client and say like, hey, we're at like, you know, one of our subject matter experts, they were doing your email, they found this, like maybe this is something that you would in- be interested in. It'll cost X amount of money. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. You guys are the experts. You guys know what you're doing. Let's do it. So then That's that generates so more revenue for the company. It generates more rev- er, revenue for the client in the long term and lo- longevity success for them. So it's a win-win for everybody. And I also learned so much. And so that's the beauty about Elixir, and I was, I didn't, when I first applied there, they told me I didn't have any experience, but I was like, okay, if experience is what you want, I'll go get it. So I went into another job right after graduation, got a year of experience. Where, and where was that? At PFL, Printing for Less. Printing for Less? Yeah. Like a, like, a, like copycats on campus, essentially? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You just print stuff off? I sold it. You, wait, you sold? Print print yeah what yeah what does that explain uh so uh so yeah i sold print uh we have a web or pfl has a website and you go to the website and you're like you're interested in brochures business cards uh posters uh catalogs calendars even pretty much whatever you can print on and even boxes we could do boxes too we had partners that did that but like kidding projects like marketing campaign kidding projects so it was uh i had to sell it and so then what you do is you work in a team of three so i was with the big sky team and i had two teammates and so the three of us we did sales account management and then like basic graphic designing um we called it file processing and so then we just alternated those roles every week and you were responsible for that role's goals every week and then that's kind of cool yeah it that was way cool. you learned the whole the whole deal yeah so i learned a lot about account management i learned a lot about sales and i realized the huge passion in graphic design so it was a so then that works really well when you go to the adobe part of yeah elixir yeah and that's like one of the things they told me in my interview they were like oh you like you love graphic design like because my big thing was elixir i was like i know elixir really well but now you've been acquired like how's this acquisition like really affecting you and elixir was so big on growth like is proficient gonna support that and they were like all of them were like it's actually only encouraged it like right a lot of people at elixir were finding that after like five five years like they were kind of like at a standstill there wasn't really anywhere for them to go and so then proficient came in and like has really been like 
you know, like, oh, like, you want to move into a different team? Let's do some research. Let's figure out a way to make that happen. So now that Adobe's acquired, like, Adobe's part of the picture, maybe, like, at Elixir someday I can, like, find a graphic design position there if if that continues to be my passion. But after... I've only been there for like a month, but at Elixir. But even in that month span, I'm still like, I love graphic designing, but this data thing, I'm really interested in. So that, see, I could never see myself doing data, especially after doing two stats classes. Like I, I hate it. I hate it. I did not like stats, but you didn't like stats, and now you're doing stats. But like marketing research, it was so like. It's like different stats. It's different because it's different stats for sure. You're doing statistics, but you're applying it to real life, like a real life scenario. But like with my job and like the data team, they're doing it instantly. Like you're seeing the results there, like immediately. Whereas that marketing research, I feel like had a longer, like you had to be more patient in order to see like kind of the ins and outs. Like you need to make sure you had enough. Uh, people in your database you need and all these things whereas marketo i'm dealing with clients who have millions of people in their database so i can see it there like i see it instantly i see the trend that's cool i I haven't been spending much time in the data i've just learned a lot about it but um i'm gonna stay with my position for i'm my goal is to stay with my position for like two years to just really master marketo like i want to be someone's reference for marketo like if they're like i have a question about marketo i want to go to alexis that's really cool yeah so in elixir they'll make that happen they make it happen like they set you up for only success so i am more than grateful and um you know appreciative of everything they've given me so far and like i said i've only been there for a month so i can't wait to see where did you did you go straight to elixir like after graduation like let me get a job and then they were like you need to get experience yep so that was was that did you go anywhere else like beyond elixir like as you were on your way to graduation did you have like a line of marketing or CRM companies that you wanted to work for? Or was it like, Elixir is the one I want to be at? Yep. That's what I'm going for. Elixir was the one, and that's what I was going for. And then PFL, they were, like, they were, like, really persistent on having me. And so I went through the interview process, and I was like, this could, I was pretty upfront with them. Like, I'm waiting to hear back from another employer mm-hmm. if I have, good news that I got the job like I won't be accepting your position but if I have bad news like I will accept your position and they were okay with that that's was, really cool yeah Dr. Vince Newberg he was pretty he was just like let them know let them know you have a they have a competitor like that's that sounds okay like, sounds like Dr. V for sure yeah yeah so yeah. he really helped me a lot in the whole process he was like you know boasting me about um uh Elixir but and the, my mom always told me, like, everything happens for a reason. Right. So I was, I'm really, really grateful that I got to go to PFL before I went to Elixir because everything I've taken from PFL has been really applicable. Yeah, it made you look really good on paper. Yeah, that too. That's, that's super sweet. Yeah, it helped a lot. So jumping back a little bit to this IMC plan. Yeah. Because things legendary. <laughs> like, how long ago did you take IMC? Uh, spring of 2017. So I went to abroad in fall of 2016, and from that summer till January, and then came back here, and then took the took that class. So you said fall? Spring of spring, 2017. Spring 2017. Yeah. I yeah. took it fall 2018. Okay. And... That you did KGLT, yeah, it's a radio station in Bozeman, and that's still being used as an example. <laughs> like three semesters later, it's still one that Dr. V pulls out and is like, "This is what you want to do." <laughs> and it was it was big, wasn't it? like it was like ninety something, ninety seven pages, ninety seven pages, it's still in my brain. <laughs> like the whole thing, <laughs> pretty that, much. Yeah, that that's some work. Like how. How often were you like meeting with your group to knock out such an awesome plan? We would spend, I think we averaged it out to like at least, at least twenty hours a week on 20 that plan. Twenty hours a week—that's yeah, a job. That's a part-time job. 
We so 46 North was the top plan. Right. That's and still being used as well. Is that same yeah. semester? It was the semester before me. Okay. And my goal was to beat it. Really? So I did everything. So we were. Were you kind of were you kind of in the in the aggressive position and and during that plan? Like let's get this and let's get it yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Me and one of my teammates, we were like on the same page we were like we're here to win like we were here to top everything we want to take this plan with us everywhere we go and literally put it on the table and not have to say a single word about it we said like this is what i can do and that's what i wanted to say like that's what my goal with that plan is mic drop yeah plan plan drop essentially yeah plan drop and i i had kglt which was a non-profit so the odds were essentially against us but Nonprofits are hard. I had a nonprofit too. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Impossible because they like they have like no budget. No budget and no income. And that's not like no budget in a good way. Right. That's no budget like they're broke. Yeah. And you're <laughs> you're, about, you're about to that. you're about to go in here and be like, hey, you got to spend like fifteen grand at least right now on this stuff if you want it to be boss. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, we don't have any money. Yeah. But you're like, you better figure it out because if you want this to work. You have to spend some money. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's essentially how how my plan went to. And I, I not trying to like bad about the team because we we pulled it out. We I think we did pretty good for for what we had. Yeah. But it would have I think it would have been a totally different game if we <laughs> had twenty hours a week to yeah. dedicate. Because I work two jobs. Uh, another girl in my group worked five days a week yeah like we are all like insanely busy yeah every student's busy really (laughs) i feel like like everyone in my group was super busy we all had jobs and then like i was playing lacrosse every weekend yeah because i was spring so i had the season going shout out msu lady legs (laughs) uh so it was really crazy but if i had to meet at 11 p.m after work then oh, Haley, you were doing it. Yeah, one of my teammates and I, we were doing it. Like we were meeting at 11 p.m. You, uh, the the one who was the MSU dancer. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's Haley. working at a marketing company too. Prime. I think Prime. Yeah, because yep. I saw I was looking right through then. all of the marketing companies on like all of their websites, and I saw her on there. She worked with Jonathan. Jonathan Habel. No, he works at Wrestler. He's at Wrestler. Yeah. Oh, well, I think he worked. I think he worked at a marketing company for like a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I, I saw a picture yeah. somewhere. Huh. But yeah, that that's crazy because yeah. she she was really good. Um, yeah. She, she was, was really good at marketing. I think I had her in another class and she definitely crushed it. Yeah, she uh, she was a great teammate. I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot about drive like I thought I was driven but she's really driven so I I she rubbed off on me in like the best way possible as like a teammate a student an employee so it was good that I had her as a teammate I learned a lot we became really close friends because we spent all oh, you spent so much time oh so much time yeah. I mean, like 20 hours like that's an average but like there were some weeks where we were spending like more, way more than that, like twenty eight like hours. Every any free time that you thought you had yeah. is now IMC time. Yeah, we you're did. just like squeezing it in, like quick fifteen minutes anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, anywhere. that's insane. And like because we were really strict, we had like strict schedule. Like Haley and I decked out a strict schedule. We were like, we need our first draft done this way. We're gonna proofread it, give it to Doctor, and then make those changes. Give it to Doctor V. He's gonna proofread it, and he butchers it. Oh, he dominates you. But he makes it. you feel like you're writing at like a second grade level. Yep. Yeah. And totally. it's so good. It's so good. But you feel like so, garbage. Yeah. As soon as you see that, and like sixty to eighty percent of that thing is red. Yep. And, and that's where that's like, when you're like, what am I doing in college? But like, it was so cool. Like as we got. Like, from comparing the first edit to the last one, it was, like, not as much red. It was crazy. I mean, we still had plenty of red on the last one. What was it? Measurement Measurement and evaluation. evaluation. Yeah, I'm straight up in there still. (laughs) Yeah. I think think about that class, I'm not even in it anymore. I'm, like, (laughs) I'm I'm scarred from that class. (laughs) But, like, I I've never learned anything like it, though. I've never... You definitely agree with me. Like, that class is brutal. I will... 
it sucks. I never, ever want to take it again, ever. No. Nope. I, like, had anxiety when my roommate took it after yeah. me. He took it after me. And you, you're year, stressing out. Because a year he's later. In it. He was, like, not even doing it. And I was like, do you need my whiteboard? Do you need my whiteboard yeah, like, markers? what do you need? Like, what do you need? Do you, do you want my plan, even? Like, I will help you. Like, yeah. you're stressing me out. Like, why aren't you working on this? Yeah. He's like, Alexis, I have other homework. And I was like, no, no, no. Put no, it down. Put that it down. doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, hey, if you want to make it easy for me to... Sp- like remain in spot number two like so be it but yeah that yeah that plan was so good Thanks. but yeah you'll definitely you would definitely agree with me that saying that that class is so hard and probably the worst semester like the least enjoyable semester of school oh, yeah. most likely but when I, you're done you have the most insane sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and like uh, even even if you even if you think you could have done a little bit better, like if you could have dedicated more time to it, because while I was doing it, I would I would go to school in the morning. I'd go to work at um, the ski shop that I work at, mm-hmm. and then I'd leave the ski shop, and I'd go to work at the airport, and then I'd come home at, like, midnight, and I'd work on it until 3 in the morning, go to sleep for, like, two hours, wake up, do some more, and then go to class again. Like, that's the type of work that you put in. Yeah. And even if you could have maybe, like, you can, like, I could, I could give up another hour of sleep to get this thing done. But, like, you got to get sleep. Yeah. But, like, even if you only get, like, a B on it, it's still... You're, you're walking you're, out you're there. You're walking out of there with, just like, like I'm, I am the and like, man. Yeah, like, you want, like, to, you want it to be like a rap music video yeah, walking out of there? Yeah, like, here we go. Like, yeah, like, on, just give me, give me all this money. Like, I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you take all of that and you can now apply it to, to your next job or yeah. whatever. You can say, like, I know how to make an integrated marketing but, communications plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do it well. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, and I, I think anyone who's taken that class comes out saying like, right. "Wow, Doctor V, I really did not like yeah, you, I, and have a lot of bad yeah. things to tell you." Yep. But thank you. But so, thank you above all of that because you just changed literally with me in shape. It's like boot camp. It's oh, like marketing boot camp. It was boot camp for sure. I felt like I was like, I was I was like boot camp. That's exactly it. And and I've never learned to respect someone like I have with Dr. V. Like I'm never like a disrespectful person, but with someone like that, it was like, wow, like you come across as like a really rude person, but you're actually, you have the only best intentions for people. It's like hundred percent. Like he wants to help you. Yeah. He wants you to be number one. And And, for him, that's part of the reason I wanted him to be the first episode of this entire podcast, because like he was the most influential teacher to this day. I, I still like talk to him. And like when my mom passed away, like he was still like so supportive and he's just been like a great, person and just a huge mentor and like he's never like once left my side and not just me he does that for he literally does that for every single all of his students student yeah i told the dean i told the dean about him good he was like he asked me he was like who's the teacher that you you remember and i was like dr v Totally. His class sucks, but he's insanely <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He's, and he was like, what does that mean? I was like, you, you should just go take his class if you want. Yeah. Like, just sit in it for like yeah. a week. He, he, uh, the one dean day actually watched my, uh, my team's oh, cool. presentation yeah. for, for our IMC plan. Yeah. And he's super cool. You graduated before he got in there, right? Yeah. I yeah. had Craig's, I think. Okay. Dean Craig's, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's awesome that, I mean, you agree with everything that I'm saying about, about oh, this totally. marketing program. And everyone and it's, would. It's, it's fun with a question mark. It's, it's, with yeah. With a giant it's question a weird, mark that's in like bold. It's a weird <laughs> form of fun, that class, but I mean, no one should be afraid of it. You, no, shouldn't, I, be, you shouldn't be afraid of it. You should go into it with an open mind and think that yeah, this, this is going to be the hardest work I've ever put in in college. But you're going to come out like feeling a like a million star. dollars a rock star you want to get like a suit made of money to because day, you feel so baller when you're done with it i worked with i work with two recent graduates they graduated this last fall and they're talking about imc and i was like yeah i did kglt and <laughs> by they, the way i did kglt like i am like not 
I am not full of myself and pretty modest and really reserved, but that when it comes a to that story. plan, when it comes to that plan, like a Lexus goes away and this person comes out and is like, mm, I did KGLT. I'm boss out here. So <laughs> step down. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's all. I mean, I would. <laughs> I like take. I take that plan with me. Like, I'll take it to the grave. Like, I love that plan. <laughs> when I'm gone, bury me with my IMC plan. <laughs> remember me as KGL. Like, remember me with KGLT. Not because I like listen to KGLT, but I did the plan for them, and it was up to them to take it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, is there any sort of like personality that you think fits marketing over, you know, a different section or option of business? Because I know that you only, you only were looking at management and it's like in addition to marketing, but yeah. do you think that marketing takes a certain kind of personality in yeah. comparison to like, obviously accounting and finance are going to be super numbers oriented and, you know, extreme organization. Yeah. But you know, maybe even just in comparison to management because they're the kind of more relatable ones. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've asked myself that a lot. And especially when I was graduating, I asked myself that. I started to pursue finance in college and then I realized it, I wasn't that type of person. I was the type of person for marketing. If you're marketing, you definitely have to be open-minded. You have to be driven. You have to be... You have to be very creative. And, like, people think marketing is a manipulative way to sell things, but it's not. It's just strategy. It's just you You just, you have to think of, like, what is the best way that this client can do it? Everything is, like, a fingerprint, I've, I've learned, that, like, you know, like, you have this show going on, and, like, that's clearly more different than a radio station but there's so much more than that you're a different person you have different goals you have different um like a different way of think like working with things you have you know totally different perspective different background different experience versus like someone who's been like in cast or like broadcasting business industry for 30 years like they might be old school so like as a as a marketing student and someone who's in the marketing field, you definitely have to just be very open-minded. You have to think outside the box and you have to treat every element, whether that's a single email or an entire two-year two long campaign or a Super Bowl commercial, you have to think like, what is my objective? Who am I working with? And how am I gonna make them successful and make myself successful? So you have to be that type of person. I think, Omar taught me that you can't have a business without marketing. Like you can't. You can't. No like, way. People think like like management skills are acquired. You learn that with skill and time and experience. Marketing though is a talent and something that you have to really work to earn. But if you don't have marketing, you have no business. You have no employees. You have no revenue. Like. And no one's going to know about you. Exactly. No one's going to know anything. So I really learned that you have to be the type of person that's like, okay, like if I'm what, like what's successful here is that I'm making my client successful or I'm making my business successful. Like I'm setting my business apart from others so that, you know, they can compete in the industry and the market. But if you are not... If you're not willing to learn from others and be super collaborative, like I've also learned that you need to work independently, but you also need to work with a team. Like right. you have to be like, okay, like I have, I have this, uh, like for me, like I have like a campaign. What is the best flow step here? Like what is the best for like process of me doing this? And if I get stumped, it's like, okay, I'm going to look on my like, Marketo glossary or we call it Marketo docs or I'm gonna look at someone else's podcast and if I'm still stumped then it's like I'm turning to my team like hey Cassidy hey Jared hey Nate like what is what is your opinion about this and then I get their opinion I'm like oh my it just clicks and so then you take that with you like you read books you talk to others but you have to think you have to you have to do it first and fail and if you're not okay with accepting failure, you're not going to succeed in marketing. 
So there's a lot of different elements that goes into marketing, but I think that's like what makes it so so uh kind of fluid yeah yeah you gotta you gotta be able to kind of kind of risk it yeah sometimes and that's that's kind of the the thing that i've been kind of struggling to understand is you know the what what is like too risky yeah and And i i I don't know i don't work at a marketing company i work at a ski shop right but still like you're gonna learn that from others and it just trial and error, like, oh, man, I messed up really bad on this one catalog. Like, what's a good way to avoid that? And so when I went process, file processing another catalog, I was like, keep an eye out for this. Like, this right. this had a post delivery issue this last time, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. It's all about that. It, it really is. And, like, everything, you know, management, finance, and accounting, I feel like you do that too. But accounting, like... You have to catch it before you fail. Right. Finance is the same way. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people take that more seriously simply because it's money and money is the most valuable. Money is so valuable that we just, uh, you know, we we don't want to risk it. But whereas marketing, you think like, oh, I'm just risking my business. It's not as valuable but even though it's not true obviously but i feel like that's where marketers really shine is they're like i can risk this because if i fail and i just move on but you're gonna still grow so you definitely have to be open-minded you definitely and willing, and willing to take an l and will, yeah you have to take lots of l's before you get w. <laughs> and it really hurts yeah I you'll bet. cry a lot but oh man but i mean i and but so, you learn, you get, you get so much better. Oh yeah. You, you, you learn so much faster if you fail. Oh, immediately. Cause you don't want to ever do that again. Yeah. And it's. Especially as an athlete, like you're yeah. a huge athlete. So yeah. you know, especially like. Yeah. When you lose, dang, it, when you oh. lose, you're like, nah, I'm not, you, not going to happen. And you take it, it home hurts. with you. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I let down my team. I let yeah. down. And marketing's the same way. You always work in a team. Right. It's like, I can't let down my team and I can't let down my client. I. I need to step up and, and I need to get back, this. You look yeah. back and you're like, this is what I personally did wrong and I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> exactly. Because if I do that again, we're probably going to get the same result. Yep. And I don't want to feel like crap again. Yeah. So you have to lose a lot and be okay with it. You have to vent about it. You have to gain insight and really move forward with it. If that's hard for you, like you won't succeed at all. But. Man. It's a, it's a that's, doozy. That's awesome though. Yeah, I can't believe I went from photography to this. So that's kind of the. So yeah, there we go. It wasn't a straight line. Boom. Yeah. Winner. I was right. You were right. I was right. You were. <laughs> so outside of working at Elixir or Proficient, whichever one you want to call it, um, what else do you do? Um, Some fun? Yeah. So when I was in college, I nannied and they. Um, they like absolutely love me and I love them. And I was really fortunate to get this family. And so they were like, oh, like you're really good at skiing. Like our kids like would, I, I would really like my kids to be in skiing. Like they're in Bozeman, they're from Bozeman. Like they need to learn how to ski. Absolutely. But, but it's, it's a, like- It's a way of life out here. It costs you an arm and a leg to do it. And like they had like a vision, um, like, and, Pyramid, is that what you were saying? Yeah, I think so. So, we'll just go with that. Yeah, <laughs> but, we'll, slide, we'll let that slide. <laughs> so, they, um, so, like, they really needed, like, a one-on-one, someone they were comfortable with. And so, on Saturdays, I'd pick up their daughter, teach her how to ski and have a lesson, and then they meet me in Big Sky, and they switch kids. So, I take their son, and they take their daughter home. I ski with him in the afternoon. And, and then you bring, him, bring home. him home. So, it's a full day of skiing, but... It's a really good experience. Like today, I took their son on his first chairlift ride. What? Yeah, and so it was like a huge day for him. And that's, like that's epic. Yeah, that's always like, so fun, but so scary. You're, you're so much higher than you think you are. Yeah, and he's six, and so he's doing like really awesome. And like compared to the last season, when it was his first season, and his older sister, like she's eight, and I took her on a block today, and she didn't even see it. Like she just she, she just did it. Yeah, she just did it. Like I. I the first time I did a black, I dropped my glove off of the chairlift, and it was obviously right under the lift, and I was like, 
butt scooting all the way down and I was so embarrassed and I was like I gotta I gotta go back up there and get this thing done and I like immediately went straight back and and did it and I'm glad you did that versus running away from it but she was like I don't think I'm ready for a black today and I was like okay and then sure enough we both ended on a black and it was by accident I was like I'm just gonna ride it out not let her know she's in front of me and she's like I'm gonna spray you and she's like doing this hockey stops she's doing 180s like I was like, oh my gosh, where did this come? And then moguls come, and we had like so, we got so much snow. So we were just like, she's like, oh my gosh, I just got face in my mouth. There's so much snow. And I was like, face shots. And I'm so proud right now. Like, it was awesome. So like, I've been able to grow these kids like at home, just nannying for them. And then unfortunately, I had to like graduate and get a big girl job and I couldn't stay with them. But I'm so happy that I've built this relationship. Yeah. And so like last night I babysat them just because like they're a good dose. Like it's good to get some kid time versus like all this adult time and being serious. And it's like let's just watch Zootopia and dance. Like that's you know a good I mean? movie. Yeah. Zootopia I cried. I, I watched it for the first time Did yesterday. You cry? I really wanted to but I, Dylan I was looking 20, at me. Twenty two years old I cried. <laughs> like and that's when I realized that I I need to I need to think about <laughs> what Disney is doing to me and probably not ever watch another one again. But was that Pixar? I think it's Pixar. I think it was or, Pixar. Is it Pixar or DreamWorks? I don't know. I think it's Pixar. Yeah, I think it is. But it was really good. It was really underestimated, I think. And yeah, I think it was under, underrated. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, underrated. Yeah, it was it was super good. It was super that's good. A good one. There was a good moral of the story. A warm feeling at the oh, end of it. Oh, the little like, funny yeah. in the fox when she and makes the speech. And it kind of works out with your with your ski lesson. You know, don't underestimate. Yeah, yeah. Go you out know, for gold. Little kid doing doing the black. Wouldn't yeah. have thought about it. Knocked nope. it out though. No problems. Yep. No problem. Hidden powder, face shots, moguls, doing it all. So I was Man, like, that's so awesome. Yeah. So it's been a great opportunity to spend some time with them. They've like the parents. Like I recently lost my mom, and the parents lost their moms too. Like ironically, the mom and dad, and they have just been so supportive. And those kids, like. They just love me so much, so they feel a lot, and so I'm really, really fortunate to have them and and spend some really quality time and just be so appreciated by them because that's right. just a, like like there's a book and it's about the five love languages mm-hmm. and mine is verbal affirmation like top notch like I need verbal affirmation and they give it to me all the time and so it's just like ah oh, like it's just a breath of fresh air like I can just be some ski you know ski bum and then like during the week I have to wear my wedges and look nice yeah so, so and learn You're just about professional my, five days a week and then yeah. you get to be goofy Alexis on the weekends yep exactly that's so awesome that like that you have a sweet job that is something that you went after and now you have it and then on the side you get to hang out with these kids that pretty much fill the other half of you exactly you can have you can have you can have both things yeah get your cake and eat it too i know that's awesome that you have that sort of setup i am very fortunate i i am very very fortunate thank my lucky stars every day so i'm very fortunate that is awesome yeah (laughs) well i think we can let me wrap this thing up here. Okay. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having me. Definitely last minute, but <laughs> I'm super happy we did. Like, I actually learned a lot because I had no idea what elixir is. Like, oh yeah. Like I didn't know what Marketo was. I know I know the word. <laughs> I know Marketo does stuff, but now like now I know more. And anybody listening to this might actually want to do what you do. Yeah. Now and even if they are going through school like nah stats kind of sucks i don't want to do anything with data or anything like that and now you're doing you had the same thought yeah and now you're doing it and you love it yeah so you never know you never know and college definitely prepares you well for like what to expect in terms of like skills and knowledge like these are things that you could take away from you but what you'll actually like be passionate about and really like because when I left college I was like I'm passionate about data but then I realized I had no idea I was into graphic design like at all so it's really cool when you get to like be like yeah I can have all these different interests and you really don't learn about it like really don't learn about it until you get out there but I've only been like a real working environment having a real professional job for a year and two months so i still have so much to learn and i'm really excited to get to do it with elixir that's awesome i 
I hope you really grow and start to crush it and be, be the, the Marketo expert. <laughs> I if hope you have Marketo so. questions, go find Alexis Blanchard. <laughs> she works at Proficient or Elixir, whichever one. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for doing this super last minute. I think uh, it was super educational. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and this has been uh, Selby Podcast Episode 2. Cool. Hopefully next week I can... Uh, I know I'm talking to a mark a management management teacher. Cool. He's got some cool stuff going on, um, and I'm gonna definitely try and get another marketing teacher. Uh, I'm trying to talk to Graham Austin. Oh, get her. She's I heard awesome. she's awesome. She, yeah, she's yeah. the bee's knees. Like that's what everybody said. I'm stoked. I think hard. I think she's I think she's into it. She's hard, so. and she acts like she doesn't like you, but she actually has a heart of gold and would. Save Pretty much spider. female Van Steenberg. <laughs> yeah, female Van Steenberg. That's yeah. legit. So um, hopefully if I can talk to her next week, maybe there will be two episodes coming out next week. That'd be sweet. So that'd be dope. Tell them I said hi. I will. Sure. I will. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks for listening. Bye.